Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Jeff Fasile, who is president at Carrier Track Technologies. And today we're going to talk about emerging trends in newspaper distribution technology. Now, whether you're delivering products or services, there is a lot of focus today on the last mile. And one of the best examples is newspaper distribution, which, like other industries, has to keep pace with changing customer requirements and, and market trends. So, you know, what are some of the biggest trends impacting the industry? How is technology helping uh, newspaper companies address them? And, you know, what capabilities will separate the leaders from their laggards, you know, moving forward? Well, those are some of the key uh, questions we're going to discuss in today's episode. And it's great to have Jeff on the program to share his insights and advice on this topic. So, Jeff, welcome to the program. Thank you, Adrian. Pleasure to be here. Uh, beautiful sunny day up here in, uh, in Michigan. So we're, we're enjoying that and uh, look forward to uh, having a great conversation with you today. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a sunny day here in Boston, too. And, uh, you know, you, you and I, we have to take these sunny days when they come, right? Especially this time <laughs> of the year in, in, uh, in February. So, uh, so, Jeff, before we dive into this topic, you know, you're a first-time guest here on Talking Logistics. I'm always curious about how people get involved with this industry. So before we, we go into the details here, why don't we start by you, you know, briefly tell us a little bit about your career path, how and why you got involved in this industry, and what's your current role and responsibility there at Carrier Track Technologies? Sure, sure thing, Adrian, and uh, let me work it backwards for you. Um, the, the easy answer is I'm president of Carrier Track Technologies, that much I know. <laughs> but how I got here, there, there's, the, uh, there's the real question, right? So um, I've been in the newspaper business for over 30 years now. Um, I've actually worked uh, with Jerry Ballinger, who is the CEO and founder of Carrier Track Technologies, as well as American Newspaper Solutions. Um, <clears throat> as I said, we've worked together for about 25 years. Um, I've always been on the uh, uh, advertising, sales, customer service side of the equation, never actually on the delivery side of the equation. Uh, we <clears throat> combined, we worked with a, uh, well, we started up a group called the Greater Detroit Newspaper Network. We repped uh, approximately 140 newspapers at the top end. Um, most of that came out of the Metro Detroit area, but um, all the way up through uh, Northern Michigan, down into Indiana, Ohio. Um, and we created a, uh, a, a service for major uh, retailers and national advertisers to purchase the combined group or any section within that group that they wanted with, with one rep, one invoice, one insertion order. So we really streamlined the entire process uh, coming into there. Um, from there, Jerry saw an, a, an opportunity to um, start a delivery company. Um, it was really at the, at the pushing of, uh, of Kmart uh, back in the day. Uh, they had a need to deliver a circular, didn't want it in the mail. Uh, newspaper wasn't um, uh, available. Uh, he started up a, a uh, standalone distribution network for them. Um, again, I was always still on the sales side. I was selling into that. Um, <clears throat> we got into product samples, um, uh, door hangers, things of that nature. We did a lot of um, uh, back shop uh, uh, work for a news corporation. Um, and, and through that, we learned a lot about that, in, uh, that side of the business. But what we really learned was in the distribution business, verification was very difficult and very expensive. And 
that is what walked us down the path into technology. Uh, we were looking to offset um, our expenses of either redelivery, going back out and, and verifying the, the uh, distribution that was happening. And even at that, you still had difficulties with do not delivers or, um, you know, it's like if you're going to miss somebody's house, it was always the manager's mother-in-law, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do, right? So uh, we, we started down the, the um, venture of, of technology, and uh, that's kind of what brought us to where we're at today. You know, great, uh, great journey there. And as you were talking there at, at you know, the, the, the last part of that journey in terms of what prompted the, uh, the, the founding or the, you're getting into the technology side of things. I mean, it sounds like some of the things that you were encountering are some of the things that you're encountering just, just about every kind of delivery type of operation, right? Missed deliveries or uh, being just be able to uh, verify that delivery was made and so on and so forth. So, you know, a lot of, even though you may not think of newspaper as being at the, uh, you know, everyone thinks of parcel and so forth, but there's a, you know, a lot of the similar types of customer requirements, issues, challenges emerge in just about any kind of, of delivery, uh, you know, business. Uh, but that said, I'm sure that as with other types of delivery operations, uh, I'm sure the newspaper delivery has changed a lot, you know, over the years. I mean, what do you see as the kind of the biggest trends or changes that are impacting the industry today? I think right now the biggest thing that you're seeing is is I, I, you know it's, I say it's the biggest thing, but yet it's been there forever. Customer service, um, and it's really customer service right now at the at the delivery level. Um, you know, customer service has always been uh, you know something that was focused on within newspapers. Um, the difficulty has always been that newspapers are delivered between two a.m. and six a.m. Um, you know, nothing, nothing but darkness. <laughs> and, um, you know, what they provided the, the carrier was a manifest, a paper manifest. Um, and, you know, you're out delivering with a paper manifest uh, at, at, as I say, oh, dark 30. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for the address, you're, you're focused on which paper goes to the address. Um, if you've got a customer service item, <laughs> it's printed on your manifest. So now you have to remember if you had a customer service item or not. Uh, and then if you did, um, and, and as one of my uh, good friends here in Detroit says, oh, great, now I got to find my readers in the dark. Now I got to go find my glasses, put the readers on to, just to see what it said on the paper. And then my focus is gone because I had to turn on the overhead light in the car to read the thing. I turn it off, where'd the house go? Um, you know, so... <laughs> That's the reality of customer service, um, you know, in the, in the dark, you know, parcels have the advantage of delivering during daylight hours. Um, you know, so again, it's a, it's a little bit different mix. Anything that you're doing between that 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. window uh, is, is very difficult. Um, you know, so paper manifests and, and, and really looking to get away from that, getting into some type of electronic format that it's uh, audible and visual. Um, is really there to enhance that customer service side. Obviously, it's going to also help the carrier uh, in completing their their thing, um, their their delivery more efficiently. Um, consolidation is the other thing that's happening out there, and it's happening in a couple different ways. Um, newspapers have um, constricted uh, the the number of days per week. Um, the other thing that's, that's happening with that is that they've taken what used to be two different delivery systems, one for the daily subscriber, one for the weekly saturation program. Um, and because they've had to consolidate, it, it impacts the, the paycheck for the, um, 
for the independent contractor. You know, so if you're hurting them financially, it's more difficult for them to stay on. So they've been looking at combining uh, those, <clears throat> those delivery teams. Um, you know, so now you've got a whole nother set of scenarios that you're, that you're trying to deal with. Um, you know, again, from number one, a delivery point of view, but then number two, uh, customer service and, and right on down the, the, the list. The TMC can be delivered in the daylight. The, the subscribers still 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. All of them required to be delivered within a window um, and, and have their different uh, uniquenesses, including the do not delivers, uh, which daily, daily subscribers are not used to a do not deliver. So uh, you have that out there. Um, what's happening with that, the consolidation there, um, you're also looking at um, things that they can add on to that now. So they are looking at magazine delivery, adding that to the mix. Um, and, and obviously last mile as well. They're, they're playing with how to figure, figure that piece of it out. You know, that's an interesting, uh, you know, number one, I mean, we've done some research here um, where that shows that more and more companies across a variety of di different industries are looking to compete on customer experience. So it's interesting that, you know, that holds true and has always held true in the, in the newspaper industry. I know I'm a, I'm a newspaper subscriber and, and I know that I, I'm, uh, uh, I've had perhaps different delivery folks, but you know there was one delivery folk person that I had who would actually put the newspaper right on my front step, and I loved that guy or, or gal. I actually never saw the person, like you said, because they would always be delivered <laughs> between two and six in the right. morning. Um, you, you could catch them on your ring now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so you know, I know that, and sometimes I'm amazed that the newspaper is actually out there when I go out there, and there's been a snowstorm overnight or something, and still the newspaper is there, even though I got an alert that said maybe it might not arrive because of right. the weather. You know, when I still see it out there, I'm I'm pretty impressed. Uh, so certainly, I can see that uh, you know the customer experience piece being a, a a high priority there. And then secondly, I think the last point you brought up, you know, one of the things that's happening right now is you know particularly with parcel is that there's a lack of capacity out there with the you know huge rise of e-commerce. You know, the UPSs, the FedExes, and and the USPS. You know, they're constrained in terms of the capacity that they could bring to the market in terms of being able to make those deliveries and, and they're turning deliveries away. Um, you know, so I think, like you said, this is a, a ripe opportunity for those that are already in making home deliveries, right, to perhaps right. get into this, uh, you know, market as well. So kind of interesting to see, you know, how this industry, what role, I mean, I'm convinced they're going to play a role, you know, moving forward, because I think the, the, the market dynamics are, you know, prime right now for, uh, for them to play a bigger role there. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about the technology side. You, you already talked a little bit about it in terms of moving away from, you know, paper manifest to a more kind of electronic, you know, medium to, to help the drivers out. Um, I mean, how, how is technology in general helping to address some of these trends and challenges you just talked about? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is um, <clears throat> taking that churn, that 20 years of, of constant change that's happened in, in the newspaper industry, and um, taking that and then trying to make that so much more efficient, uh, what do you do with it? You know, as, you, as you're losing houses that you're delivering to, as you're gaining other products in there from things that you're picking up, how do you mesh that into a cohesive route that makes sense? Um, and that really comes down to dynamic routing. Um, you know, when you can take all of these different variables and put them into um, you know, one system and have it give you the most efficient way to deliver that and, and balance that between your, 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 your carrier team that you have. 
Um, you know, whether it's uh, you're, you're, you're short of carriers or you've got too many for that day, it doesn't matter. It's still a matter of that balance. So, you know, dynamic routing is a, is a um, you know, is a huge piece of that. Now, again, um, you know, from a technology point of view, it's great. You can sit at a computer and design the best laid plan. Now, what do you do? We're still delivering 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. So it's got to come into some type of uh, mobile device that is, um, you know, very easy for the carrier to use um, it, to the point that they don't even have to touch it. I mean, it's going to work for them. It's going to uh, navigate them. It's going to give them where the addresses are, tell them the products that, that are being delivered at that address, and most importantly, the customer service on top of there. Um, and again, that type of um, um, software technology needs to work for all types of delivery, uh, not just the daily newspaper, not just the TMC product, but, you know, it doesn't matter if it's parcels or, um, you know, uh, waste management. It does. If you're out delivering something, you've got the opportunity to, again, use dynamic routing and then take the mobile application and bring that to life for your, uh, you know, for your independent contractor or uh, a driver. You know, it, uh, it's interesting you mentioned dynamic routing. Um, you know, we recently published a guest commentary from Doug Hill there at Route, uh, Route Smart Technologies, which is one of your partners on the importance of dynamic routing in, in this in the current environment, you know, that we're in. And then when you marry that with you know, the mobile piece and the navigation piece, kind of getting away from that, that those paper manifests that you were talking about and really almost providing, um, uh, you know, particularly in that dark environment that you're talking about, you know, navigation and being able to embed that customer service within the mobile application. Um, you know, I, I imagine that, um, uh, you know, a lot of times, there's a resistance to adapt technology from the drivers and the carriers because you know it's the, the, you, change management is always difficult. But how, how has the adoption of, of of particularly the mobile piece been with the the drivers? I would imagine that with everything you described earlier in terms of having to find the readers and the turning on the light and all that, that once they start using this technology, you know, if you were to tell them, you know what, we're going to take it away, they'll probably kill you because you know they can't imagine <laughs> doing their doing their job right now without it. Is that is that the case? It absolutely is a case. And, and I mean, I've, I've lived a lot of funny stories, uh, you know, through this technology rise. Right now, <clears throat> the, the um, reluctance to use technology is a lot smaller than it used to be. Um, you know, right now, and, and, and you could go into any delivery um, uh, category and you will find um, very tech savvy uh, users. Now, there's certainly uh, ones that you know, I won't say a flip phone anymore, but, you know, back back to that level where they just don't have that capability. But once they see other people are using it and it's saving them time and making their job easier, apps they want in no matter what the learning curve is on their level. You know, so it's 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 really been a a um, uh, a big plus with with the wave of of um, smartphone devices when we started um, carrier track um, we were on nokias and i mean they were they were bricks in your hand um, and and at that time uh, not everybody had a cell phone um, you know i mean so 
when we were we were really fighting a learning curve back then. But again, we built the we built the technology so that if you just turned it on and set it on this passenger seat, it would record and give you the information you need as you went. You didn't need to interact with it. So to the point that you could actually say, look, we'll just turn it on and put it here. You drive, do whatever you have always done. Uh, it'll still work for you. So we've really come a long way in that world. Um, and yes, the, the biggest the biggest plus that I've always had is, is, is the people saying, you mean I don't need my readers? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, I, I need my readers just to do this episode, you know, so I there you, go. you know, to see well on the computer and my notes. But uh, no, that, that's great. Um, you, you know, so I, you know, I mentioned Rod Smart, uh, you know, Technologies uh, is one of your partners. I mean, for, from a customer's perspective, I mean, what is the value proposition? And I know we've already touched upon it a little bit here, you know, between bringing your, you know, respective solutions together. I mean, can, can you share some custom examples of the type of benefits companies can achieve? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to start out by saying, and, and, and I, I give a lot of this to, to Jason Fry, who's my counterpart uh, uh, over at uh, RouteSmart. Um, we've, we've worked together long before we got this partnership going um, with the idea that um, what they had and what we had were, were two separate silos, but would work perfect together. Um, you know, we, we, we say it all the time, RouteSmart and Carrier Track are like peanut butter and jelly. Um, you know, separately, they're great products, but when you put them together, you've got something that's, you know, it got, got more flavor, more texture, more oomph, you know, and that's or really peanut butter and chocolate, you know, Reese's. Peanut I know. Butter. Right. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to get that Reese's thing and have, have them, uh, you know, flag me for <laughs> some violation of, uh, <laughs> but, and, and, and again, I mean, that's exactly it though. I mean, when you take them separately, they're perfect, but when you add them together, it, it's, it's exponential what it can do for you. Um, you know, we talked a lot about dynamic routing. They're the intelligence behind what happens there. Um, with, without what they do, um, it, it, it's, it's just not gonna um, be as efficient. It's not gonna save you the time, the money. Um, that's, you know, that's the, that's the secret sauce, you know? Um, you know. I don't wanna say this the wrong way, but we're the sexy side. We're the side you see. You know, they're the magic in the background. You know, and so when it comes out to the device and now it's, you know, routing you from, you know, A to B to C to D right on through, um, which is another big, big advantage to this system is that, um, you know, there are other platforms that can route uh, multiple addresses, but it's always less than 10, normally less than five. Um, we can do hundreds, thousands, um, you know, so there's not a limit to what can happen with that system. Um, so no matter what type of delivery you're in, it can, it can work for you, whether it's going from here to grandma's house or delivering, you know, 150 papers, it doesn't matter. Um, couple, um, couple short stories, uh, success stories that I do want to share with you though. Um, we launched, uh, the Atlanta journal constitution at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> we were, uh, I was set to, um, to fly down to Atlanta and uh, st start with the um, uh, rollout of the devices and training of the carriers. And, um, you know, the, the, the pandemic hit in March, um, you know, we were, uh, you know, uh, under quarantine, um, newspapers had to recreate all new rules of how they're gonna get newspapers out, out of their warehouses. Uh, well, er Erica Singleton uh, down at the AJC um, decided that she would try 
I, again, they're, they're without carriers, you know? So she's, she's like, I'm going to try anything at this point. So she, she took the, the carrier track app using the route smart sequenced route and, and, and hired a brand new carrier, zero newspaper experience ever, never delivered a newspaper in her life. She came on board and, uh, uh, Erica gave her a device fully loaded with the route, a uh, stack of papers, and wished her well. <laughs> uh, delivered over 100 uh, addresses on that very first night, um, followed the, the, the applications flawlessly through it, uh, over 100 with one delivery complaint uh, on the very first uh, day out the door. So huge success for her, great, great tool. Um, obviously on, on my end, it was a, it was a great, uh, uh, story of what can happen with it. The other thing that comes out of that is for care or for newspapers to, uh, open their window of recruiting. Um, they now can get into that gig driver mentality. Um, you know, the, the Uber driver, everybody that has a smartphone and a car can, can make money. Well, same with the newspapers. Now you got a smartphone and a car you can, you can, uh, deliver for, uh, newspaper you don't have to worry about the drunk in the back seat it's just just it's just newsprint <laughs> it's okay doesn't leave a mess um the other one's todd erickson todd, todd's been with us um he he's he has pushed us um and and uh he's with the new hampshire union leader um he he prior to uh working with us he was not a route smart customer or a carrier track customer he was looking strictly for customer service and um, came, came to us. Now, obviously, I, as I said before, Jason and I have been talking a long time about things that could happen uh, between these uh, two companies. And we were in the process of developing it out, bringing up the, the solution when Todd was basically ready to go. Um, you know, so he, he, was, he was the pusher. Uh, he got us moving along uh, the system. His focus has always been on the customer service side. Um, he's doing fantastic with the, with the, uh, entire project. Um, but one thing that I do want to bring up that he's doing right now is in his, uh, customer service department, all of his customer service reps now have two computer screens. And as they're taking incoming calls in the morning, the one computer screen is set <clears throat> on their, uh, CERC system, uh, for the newspaper. And the other one is set on the carrier trap. Tra carrier trap, carrier track application. And so as they're calling in, they can actually look up in carrier track and see where the driver is on that delivery. And they're actually able to give, give to the, uh, um, the, the subscriber, the homeowner, an update as to how close that driver is to delivering, or if that driver's actually just been there uh, and they've had instances of both where they could tell them, you know, they're, they're about 15 minutes out or they could say, you know what, uh, would you mind putting me on hold for a minute and just go check your driveway one, one more time because I think the paper's there and absolutely was there. So from a, from a customer service point of view, that's huge. And, and from, a, from a financial point of view back in the CERC department, he's not sending uh, recovery drivers out to, to drop off another paper. So it, you have a happy subscriber. And you're saving a, a you know some dollars along the way. You know those are those are two great uh, you know case studies there. And you know the first case, like you mentioned, uh, it, you know I think when when you are able to onboard a new carrier, a new delivery person, uh, literally with zero experience, and they're able to execute uh, you know virtually flawlessly, 
Um, you know, I, I think it's a testament to kind of the ease of use of the, you know, the application and, and, you know, there's savings there from a training standpoint, onboarding standpoint and, 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 and so forth. And then that, that last example, you know, again, just like when we talk about other industries and we talk about customer service, a big aspect of that is visibility, right? Where's my shipment? In this case, where's my newspaper? And right. being able to quickly and accurately, um, you know, respond to that question um, has huge benefits, you know, as well. So, you know, two, two great examples there. Um, so, so let's talk now about, about the future. I mean, as, as you look ahead, I mean, where are, you, where are these customers and the other customers you work with? I mean, where are they taking you and, and, and RouteSmart? I mean, in other words, what's next from a solution innovation standpoint? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because we're buried in what's next. <laughs> There's um, always a what's next. Oh, I'm telling you, boy, uh, what, what next at this desk is, uh, is, is big. Um, right now, we are, we, we are in the final stages of completing uh, an API between RouteSmart and CarrierTrack. Um, and this is, uh, is going to be big uh, uh, for the newspapers, but all of delivery. Um, what, it, what it's going to do is it's going to open up um, the RouteSmart Online dispatch tools. I, I like to call them dispatch after hours. <laughs> I think it sounds a little sexier than Route Smart Online Dispatch Tools, right? But Dispatch After Hours is is what the managers are using when they have problems. You know, so if if uh, you know a, a car breaks down, somebody uh, calls in sick that night, um, papers are late. You know, all the things that happen to you after normal business hours, um, they have the tools in in Route Smart Online to combine, split, resequence, recreate routes. All those things are functional inside of RouteSmart Online. But without the API, there was no way to get them to carrier track in an efficient way. So they would still have to run that paper manifest with those, with those problem areas, right? So uh, with the API, when they submit that that split route or that combined route into RouteSmart Online, uh, that will automatically go through the API into Carrier Track, and those those new routes will then be assigned to the new carrier on their device, and they'll be off and running. So no more paper manifest for them. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be absolutely huge, and that does transfer into, as I said, other other categories for them. Uh, many of RouteSmart's uh, other categories. Um, don't supply a complete route list a day in advance like newspapers do. You know, so uh, in those worlds, th that type of information can come to us through the API the exact same way. Uh, so it will expand uh, what's, you know, what's there. Um, there's a lot of reporting uh, that, that we're uh, now working on. Uh, again, a lot of that's coming, coming from the uh, direction of Atlanta and, and uh, New Hampshire as far as what they'd like to see, key metrics, reports that to help them manage their crews better. Um, the, the next thing after that is uh, we're, we're doing a, what we're calling a phase two of the API. So phase two is going to be from carrier track back to RouteSmart, okay? Um, and, and again, all of these functions work in RouteSmart, but I call, I call them manual you have to go into the computer and make adjustments to it. What'll happen on, on when it's able to receive it back from carrier track is the, the um, user out in the field will be able to interact with the device 
And that information will automatically go back into um, RouteSmart and be saved. The, the one primary one is, it, it, we, we get this a lot with um, very seasoned newspaper delivery people. They know their route, they've memorized it, they run it the same way every day. Um, now, when you put that into uh, RouteSmart and it's um, you know um, dynamic routing's done and you've got a whole new route, well, they're old school. They don't necessarily want to follow it. They want to do what they've always done. Uh, and it's fine. They're independent contractors. That's what they're supposed to be able to do. Um, with our tool and the second API, they'll be able to run their route. I call it discover mode. They'll be able to run their route. It'll record the sequence they drive and then submit that back into RouteSmart as a uh, preferred sequence of the carrier. Um, again, they can do that manually in the RouteSmart system by going online and, and moving the addresses around manually. Uh, they just don't take the time to do it. So this would speed that up, make it simpler for them, make it simpler uh, into the system. Uh, other things that'll come out of that is, you know, you've got a, a, a corner lot. Um, the address is coming up on the front of the street, the deliveries on the side uh, at the driveway. Um, you can move that with a touch of a button inside of uh, carrier track. Uh, and again, those things will be updated right into the route smart system. So again, that's the second phase of our uh, API coming in there. Uh, so those are the those are the two big things that are coming out of um, um, coming out of our customer requests. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I mean, we've been seeing you know the the adoption of APIs in the industry in general you know accelerate over the past you know few years um, to do exactly what you just talked about, right? Really create even more seamless. Uh, workflows between the different systems that, uh, you know, companies use. And in this case, you know, between your respective, uh, you know, systems and, you know, being able to create that, that feedback loop, I think is, is uh, you know, uh, as you described it, you know, critically important, right? Because, I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you want to, uh, you want the optimizer and you want that solution to model reality uh, as much as possible, right? And, and a lot of the um, a lot of a lot of the real time information or the actual information, being able to take that actual back into the system, whether it's because it's a preferred route of a driver or there's something that perhaps wasn't captured earlier on, right? To continuously uh, to fine tune the algorithms and the uh, you know what what the systems does, what the system does, I think is uh, you know important there. Um, so so Jeff, as a way to uh, you know wrap up, then I mean ultimately, what capabilities will are going to separate the leaders? From the laggers in the newspaper delivery business in the in the months and years ahead. You know that's a that's a fantastic question. You know, um, I think the I think the easy an answer to that is um, is maintaining the relationship with the delivery address. Um, you know, newspapers have been doing home delivery for over 150 years. You know, they're the OG man. They're they're the ones that have been doing it forever. You know, um, they need to maintain that. Um, digital's great. Everybody loves digital subscriptions. I love it on my phone, but you know, it's you don't. It, it's not about print and digital. It's about a relationship to the address. Um, they've been that trusted source forever, and they need to maintain that. Now, that's why I said that's the easy answer. The hard answer is how do you do that? <laughs> You know, and, and, and I think that's really what we're looking at is, okay, you know, they've, they've, they've consolidated uh, products. They've brought on third-party products. They've brought on magazines. Um, some of them have dabbled in the 
parcel business. Um, you know, but we're really in a, in a spot right now, um, exaggerated by COVID, no doubt, but was, was going there 10 times faster than anything else was the parcels. Um, shopping online, having everything delivered to your door um, is absolutely incredible. Now, does that mean that they're going to do that between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m.? No. As I, as I remind people, you can deliver a newspaper between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., but you start coming up to houses with packages or other things, and you're, you're, you're not going to be in good shape. <laughs> the guns might come out at some point. It's not, it's not the thing to do. Packages need to be delivered during the daytime. But what's important with newspapers is that they have all the resources. They have the warehouse space. Um, they could do sorting and, and sort and deliver to Postal, sort and deliver to FedEx, sort and deliver to you. It, you know, all of that's very doable for them in their exact operation right now. They have the space, they have, <clears throat> they have trucks, they have bay doors, uh, they have the labor resources. Um, you know, the, those local relationships, they're all right there. And that's what these parcel companies are looking for right now is a way to pick up the overflow. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen a couple really crazy stories over, over this past uh, fourth quarter um, between COVID and, and your typical increase of online shopping, but um, absenteeism is through the roof. And, and again, you know, that's, that's COVID related. Um, it's also just um, frustration, you're overworked, you know? Um, when you think about how many packages a FedEx driver, a UPS driver, the post office is delivering between Thanksgiving and, and, and Christmas, um, yeah, they're burned out. Uh, there's a lot of money to be had uh, in peeling off what's deliverable. You know, so newspapers should be looking at setting their size. You know, handle small packages. Don't deliver tractor tires. You know, uh, work with the things that fit your, your, your system. Start small, you can always grow, you know, but get in there and maintain that, that relationship with the address. You know, you've, you've earned it, don't, don't give it away, you know? So that, that, that's what I think it is, Adrian. Yeah, I, I love that phrase, that maintain the relationship with the address. And, and I think when you think of it from that perspective, like you just described, it opens, described, it just opens the door to so many other, you know, possibilities, including like, like we both talked about in terms of, you know, picking up some of that overflow from, you know, from parcel. And then obviously the only way you're going to be able to expand into perhaps new opportunities and scale your operations profitably is by leveraging technology, right? Because you can't, right. you can't grow and scale and provide that customer experience uh, if you're still going to be using paper manifests and still operating like <laughs> you're, you're operating 150 years ago, right? So, right. you know, obviously the technology is going to play a key role in, in uh, you know, achieving that objective. Well, Jeff, uh, you know, we covered a lot of ground. I certainly learned a lot about this industry uh, and, and where it's heading and, and some of the great opportunities there. And um, so, again, thank you very much for making the time to be with us today. Adrian, it was my pleasure. I hope you can uh, enjoy some of the sunshine this afternoon. I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Uh, I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, either at the RouteSmart Technologies website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Jeff, you can post it there. And I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.